I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. This week is kind of extra special, I would say, because we are doing something new on the Unbreakable You podcast for the first ever time in history, I think. We are joined by one of our listeners. So Carrie Running sent me a, I think an Instagram DM, which later turned into an email. And she let me know about how her HA recovery journey was impacted by listening to other women's stories including the stories that have been shared here on this podcast. And she was hoping that I would have her on the show to share her own story so other listeners could hear from a fellow listener. So that's exactly what we're doing this week. Carrie Running is on the show and she is talking all about her journey through HA recovery And if you're new here and wondering, like, what the heck is Meg talking about? What is HA? HA, we talk a lot about HA on the show. This is hypothalamic amenorrhea or loss of period. So a lot of women experience a loss of period after weight loss or food restriction or even unintentionally under eating, over exercise, or just too much stress in general. So there's several reasons, but there's two main ways women recover from HA. And those two big blocks are eating more and exercising less. And also I would throw in another main block. And you'll even hear Carrie talking about this as she shares more about her journey with you in a few minutes here. But there's a lot to do with self-love throughout your HA journey. I truly don't believe that a woman recovers from HA without completely healing her relationship with herself too. And That's exactly what I help my clients with. A lot of clients that come to me, they are going through the motions of HA recovery, meaning eating more, exercising less, but they're really still struggling with letting go of all of their food restrictions or completely accepting their body and all of the changes that it's going through. So this is where I come in and I help women fully recover. So this means not just eating more and exercising less. In fact, we don't even talk about that in my coaching program. We 
heal from the inside out. We heal with our own loving. We heal through self-compassion, self-awareness, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance, and truly understanding what it means to care for ourselves. So I guide my clients through this exact process inside my 12-week small group coaching program that I call Back Home to You because that's exactly what we do inside this coaching program. I guide you back home to yourself. Now, I want to be clear, this is not a HA recovery specific program. This program is for any woman who is ready to finally and truly love herself and heal from the past. If this speaks to you, you can go to megdoll.com slash back home to you and read more about the program, read more about what my clients are saying about this program. And there's also an option on that webpage to schedule a discovery call with me. When you schedule a discovery call with me, we will meet on Zoom, sit down, talk more about you. I love getting to know you. And we'll decide if the program is the right fit for you before moving forward. So if this sounds good to you, go to megdahl.com slash you. Currently, all spots of Back Home to You are filled. But in December, I will be starting a new group. So you can schedule a discovery call with me throughout the month of November And if you choose to move forward and dive into Back Home to You and start this incredible journey with me, you can just confirm your spot this month, but we will get started in December. So that's all I wanted to share with you this week about the program and how it all works and when a new group will begin. But now let's jump over to my chat with Carrie Running. Hey, Carrie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have one of my listeners on with me today. Yes, thanks, Mag. This is super exciting. Yeah, of course. So I was just telling everyone that you reached out to me after listening to the show and really like, absorbing and gobbling up all the episodes about HA recovery and whatnot. And then you actually got your period back on your own. And yeah, you reached out to me, wanted to share your story with everyone. And I think that's so important because as you said to me on Instagram and in an email that, you know, on podcasts, we talk to a lot of like health professionals and we're not really talking to people that are just listening to the show and going through the exact same thing that we're going through. So I think this is so cool to have you on today. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's too funny. Like you said, I reached out to you. I've been listening to your podcast for as long as I can remember. And it 
they all really helped me just get through my journey to recover from HA. Um, and it was just so inspiring to hear stories and just to, to keep me going. There are a lot of ups and downs throughout my journey. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just wanted other listeners who are probably, you know, in my shoes, um, to, to hear from someone who was listening, just like you, um, you know, went through it, took that plunge and, um, was able to get their period back and is currently now on their eighth consecutive period. (laughs) Yes. Congrats. I love it. I actually just got done a coaching call with my clients and there's three clients plus myself. So four of us in the group and all of us had our periods at the same time. It was so (laughs) cool. So now here's number five, like the fifth person I'm talking to today that has her period. So I love that so much. And I think it's just perfect timing for us to sit down and chat about your HA journey. And I know when I was going through HA recovery, and I said this to you before I actually hit record, but I would just listen to podcast after podcast about people's journey through HA recovery. And it wasn't like I was listening to learn anything different. Like I knew what I had to do. I wasn't looking like for answers. Could I be exercising or shouldn't I exercise or how much should I eat or what should I be eating? It was simply just to listen and to hear from another woman who went through what I was going through right then and know that I was going to get through this and get my period back. So yeah, I'm super excited for you to share your journey with us. And that's another beautiful thing that all of us have super different stories about HA recovery, but also how we got there in the first place. So why don't we start there? Like what was life like for you that led you to have HA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So my story starts when I was pretty young. Um, I developed a severe eating disorder when I was just 11 years old. Um, and it was really, um, as a result of, you know, something that happened to me when I was six, um, just when I had uh, been sexually assaulted and it, it had all kind of manifested and I was so young that it, it developed into an eating disorder. Um, so I, you know, had an eating disorder, 11, it was during those developmental stages. Um, so unfortunately, you know, I, I didn't really develop. Um, I struggled with um, eating disorder for many, many years um, up until I was 17 and even had a relapse. Um, so I never got my period. I really didn't go through puberty like I feel um, other women do. Um, so you know, my, my period, I guess, journey started when I was 17. Um, as I mentioned, I had a relapse. Um, I had, uh, you know, gone through a lot of changes during that time, weight restored, just really in a, in a, in a peaceful place. Um, so I ended up getting one period. Uh, I was about you know, lasted two days, very light period. I was very excited because I had never gotten a period, but that was it. I didn't get a second period. I didn't get a third period. Um, and years later, I then went on the pill um, with the intention of getting my period, which um, I feel like a lot of women are told. So I had then was on the pill for many years and I was getting the withdrawal bleed 
from the pill for a couple years. And then all of a sudden I wasn't even bleeding at all on the pill. And then I was on that pill for another two years, just not bleeding. And the you know, gynecologist I'd been to had said, oh, you know, it's fine. Sometimes that happens. Everyone has a different reaction. Um, I had just always had this feeling like it wasn't okay and something was wrong. And especially knowing my history and just not having a normal even, you know, development, having been young and then only having one period ever and just had never really had any normal cycle. I was really uh, anxious and scared about, you know, am I ever going to have a cycle? Because my body just pretty much ruined, you know, and it was really terrifying for me. Um, and so to be honest, I was scared for many years and I just never felt ready to get off the pill. And I know that sounds, I know that sounds, uh, you know, I, I don't know how that sounds, but it, it was scary for me. And I just feel like I wasn't in a place in my life where I was ready to kind of let that go. I was really scared of like what was going to happen next, um, you know, and, and what that meant if I went off the pill. And part of me was even scared of admitting that I wasn't going to get my period. I think I'd always hoped like, oh no, maybe my cycle is fine. And I just had kind of convinced myself of that. And um, and so eventually, uh, about a year ago, my now husband and I, you know, we got married, um, and I just had this pivotal moment of, you know, I need to make some changes in my life because there are things I want in my future that I feel like I'm not going to be able to have if I continue on this path. Um, and as a result of that, you know, I wanted to get off the pill. I wanted to prove to myself that I could have a healthy period. Um, cause eventually we want to have a family and, I also um, had known that my bones were not in great shape um, and had had a couple of bone scans. Um, and the last one I got, which was almost two years ago, you know, still in the like osteopenia range. Um, and when I was 17, I got a bone scan and it was like borderline osteoporosis. So the bones had not really improved much. Um, and, you know, I just been on the pill during that time. So for me, a huge driver was, you know, I need to get my bones in shape. Um, and I really want to get my bones in shape. And, um, and so there were just a lot of kind of life changes that I think, you know, pushed me in that direction. Um, so I had, you know, been reading and listening, you know, to podcasts and just reading blogs about HA. I just had a feeling like I had it. I just knew like, if I'd gone off the pill, like it, I was going to have it. So I really prepared myself I read no period now what in about two days, it was incredibly inspiring and definitely just helped me jumpstart, just gave me that drive. Like I'm doing this, I got to go do this. Um, so I went off the pill and that was last November. Um, and then I went through a lot of changes, um, you know, personal changes and then changes just with, um, obviously my like physical activity and what I was eating and how much I was eating. Um, and I got my period, uh, end of March. And so, yeah, now it's been eight periods strong, which is awesome. That's amazing. So you've been having your period every single month ever since you yeah. got it back in March. That's yeah. awesome. And what's 
also really cool. Man, I have so much to say about your story because, well, if you've been listening to the podcast, like you said you have, um, you'll be familiar with my story, but you and I also like both had eating disorders at a really young age. And then I remember when I got my first period, I was in grade six, but I got it once. And then it was like a year later or something. And then it came back and then it didn't come back until like high school. Like I only had it a handful of times before it went away for 12 years. So I think you and I could probably both relate to when you get your period back for the first time after like going through HA. So you in March, mm-hmm. it's just like the most incredible feeling. And it kind of feels like your very first period ever because you actually uh-huh. didn't have that many experiences with it before. Oh yeah. I was like so excited to go buy tampons. Yeah. <laughs> I was ecstatic. Um, no, I mean, and it, since then I feel like I've just been a happier person too. Like not only getting my period back, but the changes I've made throughout this journey have really just changed my life forever. And I feel like I'm, I'm almost a a different person. And I mean that in a really great way. I'm like an enhanced version of myself, just having gone through this whole journey. Um, so, you know, not even just the period, but everything that kind of built up to that and everything that I went through to, to go through this whole journey and I'm still going through, I mean, you know, I still, um, you know, even after eight periods, I'm still like just as excited for the next one. Um, but it's really just like made me a more positive person, happier person. I'm calmer. I'm less like stressed out about little things. I mean, I could go on the list of just like the other benefits that, you know, you, you gain having gone through this whole journey. Yeah. So one of the reasons why you wanted to come on the show, I know, is to kind of be that voice for people and maybe an inspiration for women who are listening to the show and having just like a really hard time being like, okay, yep, I'm going all in. I'm going to do this. And by what it sounds like from listening to your story, it was like you knew you had like this feeling, this intuitive feeling that HA is what you had. And once you went off the pill, you were not going to get your period back. I also went through very similar feelings um, in the past as well. And then you found no period now or what you read the book. And that sounded like that was really like that first stepping stone for you. But um, what would you say to the women listening right now who know they have HA and they also know what they have to do in order to get it back, but they really haven't taken like that full committed step yet? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are, are in that boat, have been in that boat. Um, you know, you have that feeling, you you know you you have it. Um, but taking that first step is the toughest step. Um, you know, for me, what really helped me was to really sit down and kind of map out what I want in my life. Um, and that really helped me realize that what I was doing, um, and you know, where my body was, it was not going to allow me to get there. Um, so, you know, for me, I was thinking through, it's like, I just 
as a person, when I was on the pill, I wasn't getting my period, even just the stress of knowing that I wasn't getting my period, that alone, um, I didn't want to carry that stress anymore. I didn't want to be worrying anymore. I didn't want to be worrying about my bones. I didn't want to worry about never being enough kids. I don't want to be worrying about, you know, always being just stressed out about, you know, getting my workouts in or like, um, you know, just anything like that. It was just this whole stress and, and thinking, okay, well, how do I want to, who do I want to be as a wife? Who do I want to be as like a mom someday? Who do I want to be as like a friend and family member? Um, and just mapping out like who I wanted to be and what that feeling would feel like, um, was a huge driver for me. I think for many years, I always thought, oh, well, I'll get there one day, you know, I'll be, I'll be there one day. I'll just change. And you kind of have to realize you're not going to change unless you take the step to do it as much as you want to believe, like, you know, five, five years, I'll be there. It'll just happen. It's not going to happen. You have to make it happen. And it's, that's a huge mindset, um, mindset shift that is very tough to do, but you have to really look into yourself and say, you know, you are the only one who can make these things happen. And you need to, to just sit down and map that out and start taking those steps. Yeah. Really getting clear on, who you want to be. And I think for a lot of us, we are holding tightly to this identity that's kind of like expired, right? And I think the HA recovery journey is that opportunity for us to really like redefine who we are and who we want to be in a year, two years, five years, like you were saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the big blocks for getting Mm -hmm. your period back, because I think we all approach those differently because we're at like different points when we enter HA recovery. So let's talk about food first. Where were you at with Mm -hmm. food? Like was Mm -hmm. eating more food a challenge for you? Was that something that was really challenging for you or was that kind of one of the more easier aspects of HA recovery? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so with food, I feel like I was just stuck kind of in a wheel. Um, I had created, you know, a routine for myself. And so for the most, I mean, I'm pretty routine oriented. My husband is too. I like routine, but I feel like I had just gotten so used to like eating kind of the same things or similar things or like the same kind of structure of it every day. And so I was just like kind of on this schedule um, and, you know, I, on, on sort of how much I would eat or like what I would eat. Um, and I feel like it was like, it was allowing me to function and I felt, I felt fine for the most part, but I think now it obviously looking back in retrospect, I wasn't eating enough for what I, my body needed, but I was eating like probably like the bare minimum for my body needed. So by no means is it going to be like menstruating, but it's going to be functional. You're going to feel fine, but you're not going to be feeling optimal. (laughs) So yeah, so that's where I was with eating. And then, so for me, I, and you know, this might be a tactic or not necessarily tactic, but it might work for some of the listeners, you know, Um, I actually like did more of a gradual approach, which is not necessarily what's like in the book. Um, but I actually scheduled some sessions with Nicola Rinaldi, which I can get into. I think that's a really helpful thing to do for anyone. Like, especially if you're an overthinker, like I am. Um, so I actually scheduled some sessions with her because I needed, 
I needed some, I, I would doubt myself all the time. Like I would just overthink things. I would doubt myself. So I needed someone to almost like give me reassurance. I pretty much, you know, asked her the things that she has in her book. So there were things I knew, but I needed, I needed just someone to kind of hold me accountable and someone to help me, uh, just, just do it. And so I highly recommend working with, with someone or, or Nicola too, just to even couple sessions, just to kind of get that reassurance. If you're just doubting yourself really, when you don't even have any reason to doubt yourself, but you are. Um, but yeah, so I did more of a gradual approach. I would like slowly add in a couple extra snacks per day. And then, um, for me, it was, it was easy. Like as soon as I started adding in more snacks, I was like, Oh, this feels good. (laughs) Like this is, this is great. My body felt better. Um, and so, um, yeah, so that wasn't tough. I feel like my body adapted to the extra food and I never felt like overly full, um, or anything like that. So I think that was just a good indication of my body was kind of functioning and it was just like going, going, but it, it really needed more food and it was able to take in more food and you'd actually felt better, um, with it. So yeah, that's kind of how I approached the food. It was, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. For me too. Like I really definitely needed to eat more, but once I did, like I was hungry for all of it and I still eat that much food. Like I still eat. I do too. Yeah. And that's, I I have not, yeah, I have not changed anything. Yeah. See, and that is why you have been having your periods ever since March. I just like want yeah. to kind of like take a moment here to drill yeah. that home for everyone because a lot of women get one period and then they think that's kind of a permission slip to start changing things or they read the book, follow the book, and they know that after three periods, they can start changing things. But I think what maybe you and I, again, have in common here is we realize that the amount of food that we're eating because of HA recovery and getting our periods back, like we learned that that is just a normal amount of food for a woman, like a healthy, thriving woman to eat. I have not changed a single thing about the way I eat um, ever since I got it back last August. Not a thing. I eat the exact same. And I truly, partially, one of the reasons why, like, you know, one of the reasons why is obviously what I just said, knowing that this is the amount of food that I know a healthy woman should be eating. But second of all, I could not imagine eating less food than no. I eat. <laughs> no, I, I don't even know how, like how I was doing that. Like, I, I really don't know. I, and I completely agree. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I haven't changed anything and I was very cognizant at the three month mark, you know, cause I know that's just like pivotal time where, so I was in the Facebook groups, um, for that Nicola Rinaldi has just like no period, not what Facebook groups. I don't think I ever posted them, but those were very helpful to read. I would read them every morning. I don't know if that's like too much, but it was helpful for me. Again, it was just kind of like that place where people shared what was going on. And sometimes I was just able to like read through and see if, you know, I was feeling things that others were feeling and getting, you know, advice there, but definitely learned that the three month mark was like this, this moment where some women would start going back and going back and exercise too quickly or just going back and like reducing their intake. Um, so I was like very cognizant at that point. I didn't, didn't change anything about like 
exercise or food. Um, I would say towards like my fifth period, I started like honing in more on my intuitive eating cues, which is like pretty much exactly what I was eating. Um, but I will say that was a really nice thing I was able to gain from this journey because, um, I, before I was pretty like structured on what I was eating. And even though I'm still like a routine person, I feel like I am actually eating intuitively for like the first time in my life, which is insane. <laughs> That's amazing. But it's, it's amazing. I, I never thought ever thought I would be able to get here because I just, developing disorders so young and I don't even remember my life before then so it's just I don't remember you know what eating was like before I was 11 you know so for me to get to a place of like oh I'm actually eating intuitively it's it's an incredible feeling yeah I'm so proud of you so let's (laughs) talk about exercise now because you Mm -hmm. said you were really active and athletic um during the years where you didn't have your period but you were like you know pre HA recovery age so tell us about what your exercise looked like um when you were going through recovery because I know for some people it's like if the food isn't the big thing for them then Mm -hmm. it's the exercise yeah yeah exercise was harder for me um because prior to like starting the journey, you know, I was, I wasn't doing like long workouts, but they were short and intense. Um, and you know, I liked that intensity. I liked that, you know, feeling of intense workouts. So I was really scared to just not be able to get that feeling for me. Like the endorphin rush is everything. It was a huge stress producer for me. Um, but it was causing more stress to my body. Um, but you know, so it was, that was a huge thing for me. Um, so again, for me, I did gradual decreases. I'd say initially it was like a big decrease compared to what I was doing. Um, but, um, I actually didn't cut out exercise entirely. So I think that this could be like a, you know, a unique story that, um, that I know some others cut it out entirely. So again, I was talking with Nicola and I felt confident in what I was doing. Um, I, so I, before HA, I was doing weight training and like sprinting, like on the treadmill, it was like high intensity sprints. Um, and then when I started this journey, I completely cut out sprinting and um, just started doing body weight kind of like workouts, like 20 minutes of like body weight style workouts, no jumping, like no cardio at all, like just very low impact. And then I was doing two days of weight training along with, I think it was like three days of body weight training, like 20 minutes total. Um, so I was doing that up until February and then I still got my period and was definitely getting frustrated. Um, so I then cut out the weight, the weights entirely. So then I was just doing, so I was just doing body weight 20 minutes, five times a week. And then I got my period back next month. So that was a big lesson for me. Um, the weights were preventing me from getting my period definitely. And then of course, any cardio high intensity, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, so pretty much then like for, from March when I got my period, or I guess from February, when I took out weights all the way to like August, I did zero weights, like all body weight, you know, just like 20 minutes a day. It was really just like helpful for me. Um, again, it just like 
good stress reducer, a good way to start my day. I've like, I only like very slowly incorporated like literally one dumbbell in some of my workouts over the summer. And I, I am only doing that now, like one dumbbell, like it's by no means weight workouts. Um, but yeah, I just do body weight and like couple of those movements with weights now. Um, and I have no intention of changing anything. So I went from like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like high intensity workouts, five days a week to body weight primarily a little bit of resistance, um, and feeling incredible. My body feels strong. My muscles feel strong. Like I feel strong. I love the feeling. Um, so yeah, it it totally changed my perspective on exercise. I thought I needed to go like hundred percent every day, but just these like move, just moving and feeling my own body weight resistance. Like that feels great. I get that, that I get that high that I, that I enjoy just from those. I love, love, love your energy around this. And I can just see and notice that your relationship with exercise, even though I didn't know you back then, it's very Mm -hmm. clear that your relationship with exercise has changed because of this journey and because you did allow yourself to truly heal. So that makes me so happy to hear. But what would you say to the women that are struggling with letting go even of the high intensity stuff because I know that's something that I wasn't actually doing prior to entering HA recovery so I haven't really talked a lot about that personally so if you Mm -hmm. can share with everyone listening maybe they are still holding on to some high intensity exercise things, what would you say helped you the most with just kind of leaving those behind and realizing that you actually don't need them to feel really good in your body? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never, ever thought I would be like in this position saying I enjoy like this low intensity work. I never thought I would be in this position. So if you are if you were like me and you love that high intensity exercise, I 100% get you. Um, but I will say, you know, it is hindering your progress, um, of getting your period back. And so I think there's, there's definitely an element of needing to be honest and real with yourself, uh, knowing that that is, it's just physically not helping you get your period back. And then also, you know, allowing yourself to gradually, gradually decrease that amount and sort of move into a lower intensity exercise category. You know, it doesn't have to be like you stop it all at once and that's it forever. Like be gradual, but be smart and gradual about it. Um, and for me, you know, I was fairly gradual about it because I kept the weights going, which was kind of my like rock for exercise. Um So I was gradual, but I started to realize like, oh, I actually enjoy the body weight workouts. And I still feel like really energized and really good after my workouts. Like, I feel like I, you know, that similar feeling that I always thought I I could only get with high intensity workouts. So I really just like learned and had this realization of, oh, well, I've never, ever given myself the chance to just try body weight. And now I have, and I'm like, oh why didn't I do this earlier? Cause I really enjoy it. So I mean, gradually reduce it and like try just some of the body weight movements. And I think you'll just surprise yourself. So, cause that's exactly what happened with me. I just 
never thought I would enjoy body weight. Never thought I would enjoy anything without like weights or my heart rate racing through the roof. Um, but I do. And I feel even better without all of that. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So we've been chatting directly to the women that are going through HA or haven't really taken that step to really go all in. But something that I love about you, Carrie, is the fact that you really haven't changed much since getting your period back, back in Mm -hmm. March. And I really love that about you. I feel like I can really connect to that part of you because that was kind of my journey as well. I just really loved life the way it was and I wasn't ready to like, well, I didn't see a point in eating less or starting to work out more. And I really do think that's why you and I were able to keep our periods by not changing the amount we eat and also you really haven't changed what you've been doing for exercise yeah yeah it's I it's funny you said that because that's exactly my mindset I was like I don't see any reason to like go back to what I was doing you know I don't see any reason to like not do what I'm doing because I I feel great so yeah that's why I was like well I'm not gonna change anything because this like, I feel awesome. So like, why would I, you know, change anything? And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I've stuck with things. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's why my periods kept coming. So, um, yeah, I think too, like when you go into this journey, you, you, you can't have that mindset of, oh, I'm just going to go back to things after like, oh, I can go back to that after, like, you really got to embrace it. You really got to go in thinking I'm making some changes. My life's going to change. Um, it's going to change for the better. You know, I, I know this is going to be hard, but like embrace that you're going to come out of this a different, not a different person, but you're with some changes. And, um, I haven't heard anyone in all of the podcasts I've listened to or any books I've read. I've heard anyone say that they came out of this journey feeling like a worse person or just feeling or that they've you know, like, we're yeah. good at it. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, so, and so I am one, I am another person that you can hear who's saying that, you will absolutely not come out regretting it. So um, you, you like just just remember that when you're getting through it. Yeah. So speaking of changes, one last thing I want to talk to you about is body changes because I think mm-hmm. that's with related to the increase in food intake and the reduction in exercise, whatever it is, whether it's both of them or one or the other, women often get really um, anxious about the changes in their body. And I think all of us experience some body changes due to (laughs) this journey um, of getting our periods back. So I would love for you to share maybe like one or two things that really helped you with like the body image aspect of things or how you gracefully moved through your changing body because from what I'm hearing it sounds like your HA recovery journey was like really a enjoyable experience for you overall just given the fact that like you're so happy with where you are today yeah So yeah, I will say, look, going, going through my journey, like there were a ton of ups and downs. The body changing was 
really hard for me. Lots of breakdowns, lots of crying involved. My husband is very supportive. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's tough. And for me, you know, I, I went into it knowing like that's inevitable and that's going to happen. Um, and I can't lie, you know, seeing your body change after what you're, you're used to for so many years is tough. Um, but it's tough for a reason because you are getting your body to a place where it can actually thrive and survive. So it's important that your body's changing. And I, and I had that in my head, you know, every day knowing like, this is for the better. My body is getting to a place where it wants to be. Our bodies are incredibly smart. I've learned that even throughout this journey, they, they know what they need. They know what their place is. Um, so you have to trust that your body is gonna, it's gonna do what it needs to do. And, and you need to trust it. You let go of fighting against it. And you need to, you need to like befriend your body. So for me, uh, kind of letting go of that barrier, letting go of that guard of like me trying to fight against my body and, and what it looks like was very helpful. Like let that down, start to embrace your body, like befriend your body, Um, I, for like the first time in forever, which is something I've always wanted to do. I took up yoga during this journey. And when I say yoga, I'm doing like 15, 20 minutes, but that is perfect for me. I do 15, 20 minutes of yoga. Um, now I still do it like three to four times a week. And it's been great for my mind. That was very helpful throughout my journey to help me, um, deal with just some of the stress and just all the busyness in my head. Um, but also for my body. So I actually did yoga like without my shirt. I just had like a bra on and it, I don't, it was actually kind of magical and kind of beautiful, but, um, watching my body like during yoga, um, and this body that I'm, you know, uncomfortable in and I'm seeing change, but like moving with my body and like watching like all the bits of my body move with me was like really, um, it was a really incredible experience. And I feel like that really helped me like become one with my body and I'm not trying to sound funky, but it was really, um, that was a really powerful thing that I did throughout my journey, um, to, to start, yeah, befriending my body. It was, um, it was a really cool experience. So highly recommend, you know, doing little things of where you are just looking at your body and touching your body and, um, moving with it and watching it move. And, and it's pretty fascinating. And if you keep doing that, you know, on a daily basis, um, it, it definitely like definitely changes things, um, for you. So, uh, that really helped me is just like a tactical thing and then throwing out all my clothes. Um, yeah, pretty much donated, uh, most of my wardrobe, uh, just because, you know what? I was like, I know I'm going to grow out of this. I don't need it. I don't need to look at it. It's not going to sit here. So I just, you know, got rid of it all. Um, I got a lot of, you know, the pandemic hit. And so, um, I was working from home, um, and I am a remote worker. So wearing some comfortable clothes, <laughs> lots of loungewear, you know, that was really helpful. Um, cause there were days where it was just hard for me to, to deal with my body changing. So, um, get some comfortable clothes, lots of loungewear. I still wear loungewear every day, uh, but it's the best. Um, and getting, you know, getting bigger sizes because you know, that 
like your body is going to change. So yeah, I think I'm not going to say it was easy. Like it was really tough. Um, but I think you have to let go of things. You have to trust your body. Um, I will say, you know, I'm like, you've mentioned too, like we haven't really changed anything since recovery and my body is like stayed the same. It's not like it's still going up. And I think that's a fear for a lot of people. It certainly was for me. Your body finds its place. That's why I say you should trust your body. It knows where it needs to be. And so even when I'm doing the exact same activity and eating the exact same amount where I was gaining weight, I'm not gaining anymore. My body is, it's at its place. Um, so knowing that in mind and knowing that others had said that too, uh, was helpful for me. I just had to keep, you know, reminding myself that my body was doing what it needs to do. Yes. Yeah. That is definitely one of the reasons why so many women will change up what they're eating and start eating less or exercising more once they do get their period back because they do think, or they're under the impression that they will just keep gaining weight, but it really is important to let everyone know. I mean, gosh, I am probably the same weight as I was months before I even got my period back. Mm -hmm. And now it's like over a year later since I got it back and I look the exact same, like the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like the clothes that I ended up buying as I was changing throughout my journey. Like that's, you know, I'm wearing them now. So uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Uh, I loved chatting with you and I have one more question for you. And that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Oh, it's so funny. I always hear this question on your podcast. (laughs) I need to answer it myself. Um, you know, (laughs) I've had a, 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 I've had a lot of tough things that I've had to go through throughout my life. And the, the, the sort of pivotal thing that I think has really uh, allowed me to continue to get through any hard times, any challenges, um, specifically, you know, HA, which was pretty recent for me is, you know, I've truly developed uh, a good relationship with myself. I think I, I love myself. I love who I am. And being able to love yourself allows you to trust yourself that you will get through anything to um, empower yourself when you're getting through anything. And so I think that makes me unbreakable because I feel like I will be able to tackle anything that comes in my way. I love myself and I trust myself and we're going to get through it. (laughs) Yes. Loving yourself is like the, at the core of being unbreakable. So I love that so much. And I loved chatting with you, Carrie, and getting to know you better. Thank you so much for being on the show with me this week. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. 